I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey, y'all. It's been a while. Uh, Thanks for listening in again. Uh, This week we have another testimony. We, it's me. And of course it's another testimony because I said that is what we are doing at least uh, through the rest of this year. Uh, This week it is my sweet and good friend Amber Harding and and I hope y'all enjoy and learn some stuff of what she's got to share. All right. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Amber. So tell us a little bit about yourself, like your growing upness, your childhood, all the things. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I grew up in Ohio. Um, and my, uh, I'd say it was pretty important for my mom for us to be in church. So I remember kind of going regularly, but, um, and here, and I'd say like the gospel, but I did not understand. Mm -hmm. I know, uh, when I was little, it's a different time. It was like mid nineties. So <laughs> it's a different time out there now. I would never do this, but you know, like a college group came and they said, Hey, can we use your house? And we want to have all the neighborhood kids and come and like do basically like a VBS or oh, something. Wow. Yeah. And my mom was like, yeah. And I remember even there, like they're talking about the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for your sins, because you're a sinner and he paid for you. And, um, for you, so you can go to heaven and have eternal security and have the Holy spirit and all the things. And I remember being like, yeah, Totally want to do that. that. Sounds good. <laughs> and I remember like praying with my eyes open, had no idea. Right. I just kind of like people pleasing because mm-hmm. my home was kind of unstable. Um, and then uh, we had went to church in like a small little church there. Um, and I remember my Sunday school teacher, her name was Ann Heiser. And my dad used to call her Anheuser Bush. But anyway, that's what he used to call her. But I remember um, like she was crying and like my sister and I were talking about this not um, very long ago, but like she's like, I remember Anne was crying and like, you know, like you had accepted Christ and like, I don't even remember doing it. I don't even remember praying anything, but like that had been my salvation. Right. And then like I got baptized this is a big, hey, how about you want my testimony? <laughs> like, you're like, no, oh, it's good. Your childhood. And I was like, here it is. Well, that's part of your childhood. Uh, but um, anyway. Uh, so how, how old were you, you said that when you had prayed? Probably like prayer. eight. I don't know. But you don't, like but that. you don't remember it. No, I had no recollection right. of it. And um, then I'm sure someone asked me, like, do you believe Jesus is your savior or something? And I'm sure I said yes. And then I got baptized. Did not really know why I was getting baptized. And, um, anyway, so that was kind of like my childhood there. And then we had moved around when I was 10 to across the the state to Mm -hmm. a different place. And, um, uh, yeah, so that was kind of like growing up years. Um, My dad, uh, had an alcohol issue. And so my home life was very different than the outward appearance of our life. But we did consistently go to church and like, my dad was a teacher and a coach and things like that. So we kind of lived a double life. Right. Um, and there I was like not being saved, but thinking I was saved. And that's where we're at probably till like, um, till like I was a freshman in high school. Yeah. So. So that's a pretty big deal to kind of have like confusion when in your childhood years. And then you get to the high school age where you become more of like an independent thinker and you're starting to yeah. develop like who you really are in some ways, in some ways, sure. in high no, school. No, but sure. uh, So what changed in high school? Like, where, I mean, I'm assuming things changed when you got into high school where you were considering what you did when you were a kid. Yeah, so I, like, kind of regularly had doubts. And I remember in eighth grade, 
um, like a friend had invited me to like this little revival mm-hmm. and I was like, okay. And I went and I could feel like, I know now it's like the Holy Spirit tugging on me. Like you need to talk to somebody. And I knew I needed to. So I went to the front and like, they sent me with this like older lady and I basically told her like, I believe Jesus. I had prayed this thing when I was a kid. I got baptized. Um, I'm having doubts. And she's like, oh, you have eternal security. Here's first John five 13. You're eternally secure. You don't have to worry about that. Like you're just saved. You're saved. Go on your way now. And I remember not feeling heard and being really discouraged. And like, I didn't explain myself enough. And now as an adult, I can think back and go, I don't even remember even praying anything. Clearly I wasn't saved. You feel I like didn't you had tell her that. Yeah. But it was like, there was no doubt that maybe you didn't understand or you didn't really do it. It was like, you have eternal security, you're saved. And I remember feeling so frustrated with that, that I went two more years before I talked to anybody else about it. Mm. And so I just regularly kind of felt doubts and we were in church and I didn't have any relationship whatsoever with Christ. And I was in my flesh trying to do good things, I guess. And that's just what it was. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and then I think the big change was we had switched churches. My, we were at a smaller church and, um, my sister had gotten invited to go to, um, uh, it's called first Baptist church. It's in new Philadelphia, Ohio, their summer camp with, um, one of her classmates and our pastor had said, don't go there. It's a cult. And they suck through their children. <laughs> That's like legitimately happened. And uh, my mom let her go anyway. And then uh, we started going. So his, you know, suspicions were confirmed. He joined that yes. cult. Yeah. So I remember being there. And at the time, he's passed on now, but Pastor Mark Trotter was our pastor. Mm. And every message, he would give a gospel presentation. And every week, I would get this horrible pit in my stomach because I just knew something was wrong. And I remember praying to God saying like, I believe in your son. I know I'm a sinner. I know that I prayed these things. And that lady told me I was saved. And I have proof of that through being baptized. Like, why would a lost person, why would anybody let a lost person get baptized? Like, that's crazy. I must be a Christian. Why am I having these doubts? Please help me, God. I believe these things. Why do I feel horrible every time someone gives the gospel? Mm -hmm. And that happened every week for a couple months. I like would dread going to church. I wouldn't mind singing and I wouldn't mind the message. And at the end I was like, and here we go. We're all going to bow our heads. I want to throw up. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> and um, kind of fast forward, it was hard. I'm new because of, I'd say the instability of my home and different things. I was deeply insecure. Um, I didn't understand who I was. I had no voice. I was kind of like, just, I'd say like, just beat, beat down kind of verbally and emotionally as a child. And so, like, how am I supposed to go make new friends and be confident and stuff? I had none of that. Mm-hmm. So my mom's like, you're going to go to summer camp. And I was like, I hate yeah, my life. I'm not doing that, actually. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we didn't leave our church and whatever. <laughs> you know, we're going to summer camp. We left our church because of you kids and to have programs for the children and whatever. Yeah. And so I went to camp and I had the same feeling that I'd had. And um, it's kind of funny. I don't think this guy's even around anymore. Um, he was part of Kansas city Baptist temple and now they're a different church and all that stuff too. But his name was Jeff Cox and it was what I'd heard before. It wasn't anything new, but it was just, I knew. And I just said, I'm tired of feeling like something is deeply wrong in my life and I need to figure this out. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to be brave, which is really hard for me at the time. Not now, if you know me, you're like, (laughs) I can't believe this. So I had a really hard time having any voice. And so I went and found a counselor afterwards and I said the same thing that I'd said to the other lady, like, I prayed this thing as a kid, whatever. And I believe those things. I don't know why I feel so bad Mm. and I have no peace. And she had said, have you ever surrendered your life to Christ? And I was like, no, I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. And so, um, 
I prayed and surrendered my life to Christ. And for a long time, I had this kind of dual testimony to like, obviously you were around for this part, so it was like heavily into my life. But it was like, I got saved and baptized as a kid. I didn't really understand. I was a sophomore in high school. And that's when I surrendered my life to Christ. And then my life changed. Mm. And so I just wasn't maybe didn't grow, wasn't maybe at a church that had a lot of like depth, that type of thing. And that was my testimony for years and years. And I could tell a huge difference. As soon as I um, got saved, that next week, I went to cheerleading camp, and it was, like, horrible. And I was like, these are my friends. I, I'm, like, acting nicer probably than I've ever had my whole life. Like, why are we not getting along? And as I was reflecting back on this time, it was like God was saying, because you have a different spirit. Mm-hmm. You had you were in the family of darkness and now you're in the family of light. Mm -hmm. And so you're not going to get along with them anymore because the Holy Spirit lives in you. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of further evidence. I mean, I changed completely. I was wearing clothes that were inappropriate (laughs) and listening to things that weren't right and just kind of living a lost life. And, um, it just, it was amazing how God changed me. And we had like, this is how old I am. We had like cassettes, um, and I, we had a lending library where you could borrow cassettes. And, like, I would just listen to messages. And I would get them and I'd switch them out. And, like, I, they were, I was listening to so many I borrowed somebody else's. You could borrow five a week. And right. so I did ten. I did ten a week. And I would just listen to all the things. And it was, like, God totally changed my life, like, completely. Okay, yeah. So so I do have a question. Um, so when you said when you were younger and then well, as you're sitting and listening to the messages and you just felt like something was wrong, but that you believed mm-hmm. that Jesus was the son of God. Mm-hmm. So my question, though, is um, to, to see like the whole story of it is like the Bible says, you know, if you believe in your heart and confess it with your mouth, mm-hmm. um, that you'll be saved. So you're saying that you believe that, but you didn't surrender till later. So can you like explain like maybe the difference? Do you know what I'm saying? Well, I think too, like the Bible says that the devils believe in tremble Mm -hmm. and they're still going to go to hell. So you can accept Jesus is God and those things, but you have to, I'd say like, uh, put that on yourself. And I never did. Just that he's going to be Lord of your life. Right. Well, and even like, I, I believe all those things, but just like, they also know those things are true. Um, and they are like way more trepidatious than we are. But that doesn't mean that they're Christians. You weren't like getting in his boat. You're yeah, like, I see I your like, boat. I, I believe, believe it. that. <laughs> right. And apparently I did this. Yeah. Um, and, and now I'm confused because if I can't lose my salvation and I believe these things, then like, what is this? Mm-hmm. But really like, I don't, I'm sure I prayed something with this lady. I don't even remember just like before when I was a little kid and I prayed with my eyes wide open. Just saying words Mm -hmm. doesn't mean anything. You have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. So I would say those two times I did that, I was confessing with my mouth with no belief. Okay. And then I believed those things, but there was no confessing Mm because I guess I'd already done it, but I didn't really know. And every time I turned to talk about it, I feel like other adults were saying like, we're not talking about that. We can't lose that. You did that. Kept pressure so we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I just kind of got quiet about it. And even when I was talking to the lady in Ohio, she she didn't say, oh, I don't think you're a Christian or something. Or like, maybe you didn't know what you were doing. It was like, well, have you surrendered? Like, you know, right. I think it's very hard sometimes for us Bible-believing Baptist church people to say, like, maybe you weren't actually saved. Right. I think it's a very difficult thing because we believe in eternal security, which is true and biblical, but sometimes you just don't understand. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think even as parents, we press our kids because we want, we it's almost for our satisfaction. We want to make sure they go to heaven and they're doing it because they love us, mm-hmm. but they don't really know. Well, then that's not real salvation. Mm-hmm. 
that's them saying something, but maybe not having that belief. Mm -hmm. And then later on coming to the point where it's like, yeah, I, I fully believe these things, but like not allowing God to, he wasn't my sacrificial lamb. Right. Like, God is real. This is true. But have you made him yours? And mm-hmm. I hadn't. Right. So I'd say that would be the difference between like, it doesn't matter that you say a prayer. It's, it's two things. It's internal and external. And I think I had some of the external parts, right. Right. And then I had some internal parts, right. But it didn't ever come together until June 5th, 2003, where I was like, yeah. And I didn't even know at that time I was accepting Christ. I thought, I guess I am saved. I don't really know to like, God, I, I believe in you and I want you to come into my life and I'm surrendering my life to you. I'm giving you my life. And at that point, I can realize now was the point of my salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then you have proof of your salvation. Right. And it was like my life completely changed. You Where fruit. before there was like nothing. And I a lot of confusion. Life. Yes. Yeah. So I don't, hopefully that answers the question. No, I think that was good. I think it's good to like break things down and, you know, because I think there, there are a lot of people who do get saved as children. Um, and I was one of them, but I also, for me, like, I don't really remember the specific time, but I would say that I am, well, yeah, I mean, I would say I'm saved, (laughs) like that now, now, but, um, but I think it, but that was like probably a continual pro- process and journey for me though, like, uh, to I don't know, like work out my, my salvation and the fact that like, I remember always having that belief. This sounds like predestination. I do not believe in predestination, but like always having the belief of like, you know, God is who he says he is. Yeah. Jesus is the son of God. He died for my sins. Mm-hmm. Please forgive me of my sins. I love you so much. I love you so much. I love you so much. And then, you know, points of, of surrender. So I think. For me, though, I don't have a specific date that I remember. Yeah, and what I think, too, and this was really helpful. So when all this stuff kind of came to a head, mm-hmm. I was discipling someone. I was discipling Jay. She's already yeah. on your show. So I can say some of her things because she already – I know I love her so much. <laughs> um, she's already shared some things. But we were in the – God had kind of brought me full circle to say you you weren't saved as a right. little kid. Um I don't know why anybody let you get baptized, but you did. (laughs) And um, probably because it's uncomfortable. We don't have hard conversations. Mm -hmm. So we're going to ask you a little question. You answer the question. We were talking Christianese. And here's your badge. (laughs) And, you know, and I'm not faulting them. I think it's sometimes difficult to, and I'd say sometimes people want to err on the side of caution instead of being offensive or something. Um, To my detriment, they did that. Mm -hmm. But I think it was probably with a good heart. Um, and so Jay and I are there, and we basically had the same thing you're talking about now. We're like, Jay had gotten saved as a child and uh, just hadn't grown, hadn't been in a place that kind of taught a lot of biblical concepts mm-hmm. to help her grow. And, you know, had a, a different life for a while. Right. That didn't mean she hadn't accepted Christ. And that's where we were figuring out, like, she had gotten saved, really had meant it. Her life had changed, didn't grow, and then through other things had totally become kind of a different lady for a while. And then kind of came back to Christ when she was in high school. But, like, her salvation didn't change with that because she had actually had accepted Christ. Mm -hmm. And so, um, like, she was like, I don't really need to get baptized. I've already been baptized. I really was saved. For me, being the discipler, which is a really odd, horrible place to be, it's like, (laughs) well, if I'm being honest with myself. And this um, came up, a missionary was here and she'd kind of asked my salvation and I always had like this horrible kind of testimony because I was like well I kind of did this thing I got baptized Mm. and then I actually surrendered and it was just kind of weird and I remember her kind of looking at me like I don't even know what you're saying right now and she didn't say that but (laughs) she did with her face and it was like well here we are and it really got me thinking and it was something I kind of known for a long time the Holy Spirit was saying like you got saved when you were in high school you've never been baptized Mm. and so 
Now you're a pastor's wife. Yeah. And you're married with three kids. Yeah. So are you going to choose to do that or not? Right. And I thought, how can I sit here in good conscience and teach someone about baptism? Right. And not have done it myself. Yeah. And so um, all that to say when we're talking about going back to salvation, like it doesn't mean you always live a perfect life and it doesn't mean you have to know the exact date or time. You know when your life changed. This right. was my life before Jesus. I believed on him for my atonement and for my sins wholly, not for works or anything else. I prayed that to him. My life changed. It doesn't always have to be perfect. And maybe I spun out and went off the deep end. That doesn't change your salvation because the Bible is very clear about eternal security. I didn't have that. Mm -hmm. I had some prayer thing I said or something. (laughs) That was like, I don't even know. And then... I had real salvation when I was a sophomore in high school. So yeah. I don't know if that kind of yeah, answers yeah. your question. Yeah. So you mentioned you are a pastor's wife. Yes. So now let's go into um, how you came to Georgia from Ohio. Yeah, uh, from my husband. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we uh, – I'm trying to even think when it was. It doesn't really matter. But Thomas had come to me. Um, we had had a little baby. His name's Bingham. And um, he had said, hey, I'm in my reading, I'm in Genesis, and I see God calling uh, Abraham out to a foreign place to leave his families and to leave all that he's known. And we live in a very, well, we did live in a very small kind of tight-knit community where people are there for four and five generations. It's not right. uncommon. It's, it's just kind of how it is. You marry people around there, you stay there. It's just kind of, um, uh, that's how it was there. And it was tiny and whatever. And so um, he said that, and I was like, okay. And he just said, I feel like God's probably going to move us out of state. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so that's where that was. And um, uh, the he started putting out applications to, well, the first thing was like, we want, I want to find a good church. And so if I feel like God's moving us out of state, and I feel through the word and just kind of confirmation through other things in my life, I want to be at a good, sound, doctrinal church. And so he uh, looked at moving to Kansas City. Right. And we looked at moving to um, Georgia. And he um, had put in applications to a couple of different places in both places and had even had an interview for a place down in Atlanta. And while this was going on, um, our pastor, uh, Jeff Bartell at the time was, uh, talking to the pastor here, Joe McKay yeah. and they were talking and Joe had needed like a youth guy and, um, Thomas had been training for ministry and had been doing all sorts of other stuff too. Like that was something that he wanted to do and had been faithful and was leading like an addiction recovery group in Ohio and like had put in some work for several years for those things. And, um, Jeff had said, hey, well, I have a guy who might be a good fit. I don't know, but maybe let me just introduce you to yeah. him and you guys can figure it out. And so God's just at work. And um, I think Sam Mouse had said this, and I thought it was really s- smart. Whenever um, God uh, does something, he sends a mass email. And so um, he he told us in a different way than he told Jeff and he told Joe. And so we were already looking at Georgia, but not necessarily to be like a pastor. Right. And so anyway, long story short, that worked out. And so that's how Thomas became the youth pastor here at Oakland Heights, um, which has been a really big blessing. But that's basically how we got from Ohio to Georgia. Yeah, I think it's been great when it, well, I mean, obviously, like we've been going to that church for 13 years. And so we've seen a lot of different phases of things. And it's like, I mean, God always knows what you need. Hmm. And I think there was a lot of holes that needed to be filled and it was great. I think there's been a lot of great 
growth um, in our church with just a lot of different things God has done. So I've been really thankful that y'all have been down here. I think it's been awesome. It's been really good. Personally and also, like, I love Oakland Heights. And um, just for so many reasons, I'm very thankful to be here. Yeah. So since you've been down here and then you've, you've discipled people and, gosh, your kids are old. You have three now. Yes. nuts. Um, and we've gotten closer the past mm-hmm. three years. Uh, and that's been really, really special. What has, during these, I don't know, since you've been at Oakland Heights, what are some different things God's been doing in your life? Uh, what are some things that God's been teaching you now? That's a lot. Well, I think just to wrap up, uh, it's a good question. <laughs> um, the stuff we kind of talked about at the beginning of the podcast, um, going through discipleship and God making it really clear, mm-hmm. like you need to get baptized. And I think it was a choice of like, are you going to uh, be humble before me and do what's right. Or like, it's embarrassing. Like that was embarrassing. And so I told my husband, Hey, listen, you're a pastor. We'll just get some church members together. We'll go get, I'll go get baptized. And like, bada boom, bada bing, we're done. <laughs> yeah. And we no. do in the river. Nobody I, will be yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Cause it was, I was like, Oh gosh. And you know, if you know my husband, he's very straight laced. So, um, <laughs> no, we had to do in front of everybody and at the church, but, um, I think it was good. And I think it's what the church needed. Um, but it was good for me too. It's very humbling. Yeah. So I think that was one thing. And then just to now have a clear testimony, like a short term testimony. Someone asked, I got saved when I was a sophomore in high school, um, long-term testimony. And I only share that because I think it's probably more common Yeah. and we don't have to be embarrassed or ashamed about that. Sometimes you don't understand things. I don't feel like anybody pushed me to do that. I just think it was, Um, all the circumstances of like, I don't have self-esteem. I don't have a lot of stability in my home. People are wanting me to do this. I think it's probably what I should do because I want them to be okay with me. So I'm going to do that. Yeah. And so, and I think also if we're adults and we're helping with children, like let's be really intentional that we're not accidentally like wanting them to do something that they don't understand and giving them false security because they will go to hell. And so anyway, that's why I share that. I just think it's really important. Yeah. So that would be the one thing. I got baptized, figured out the testimony thing. <laughs> um, and discipleship's been really good. Um, it's been really growing. I've had two kids in Georgia. And I've had just, I'd say, a lot of uh, growth uh, personally. Um, and I'd say as a wife, too, and as a mom, um, I've been very, very grateful for our time here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate you. I love you. And um, I've learned a lot from you as well. And there's been a couple people on the podcast that has also referenced you and how you know god has used you i want to make your head all big no <laughs> but like just how Listen, girl, no, you're good i'm pretty like mm. so <laughs> it's very sweet i'm glad that god can take anybody who's just a broken kind of crazy person and say hey if you will follow me mm-hmm. and you will grow and you will die to your flesh i have good things for you and it can be used for other people so yeah. i really am thankful and appreciative that god's been sweet to me Yeah, well, I've been thankful for you. I love you. I love you too, girl. All right, I just wanted to say thanks to Amber again for coming on the podcast, and I hope y'all have a great week. And in a couple weeks, maybe even a month, um, we might do another testimony, and I will talk to y'all then. (laughs) 